go, nice and crisp. Nice and crisp this afternoon. So today is the 21st of October 2021. My buddy Chuck is outside. Check this out. You guys hear him? Good old Chuck Martinelli, fucking great guy. God, I love Chuck and Coop. You know, I threatened to uh, shit paper Coop's yard. It's it's the Martinelli family household. But it was Kathy Cooper, so I always called her Coop. Man, we were like really good friends, really close. Worked together so often. We worked together like such a great team, huh? Me and my buddy Coop and Val. So many other people. God, we were like a fucking well-oiled machine. Just friends, always on the same page. Always on some kind of mission. <clears throat> Doing stuff to help one another, ourselves, the community. So, God, I'll tell you what. This is one of the most beautiful days Imaginable. So I'm going to knock this podcast out quick and open up my windows. Put the rag top down so my hair can blow. So I had a, a little moment yesterday. I, I might have mentioned that I this gentleman gave me an eagle. It was a flat eagle carving uh, from another chainsaw carver up in Potter County, PA. Very wild up there. And so at a fair or something like that, a guy had a little pop-up wood carving thing, and <clears throat> he sold this, uh, or he bought this, um, this bald eagle carving. It's like a wall hanging, you know, really, really nice. So he left it out in the, he had it on his shed, and I told you somebody's nephew or something shot it all up with a twenty-two, and the elements the ultraviolet and the rain and the humidity and all that stuff. The moisture got in there and started to tease away and curl back the um, the varnish. But surprisingly the wood was pretty much all good. So I unfucked this carving, you know. He brought it to me and said, hey, fix it up. So I took a a half a day, and I worked on it, sanded it up, burned it a little bit in some color, <clears throat> and then I varnished it again, and it gleams now, it looks freaking beautiful. So when the guy came to pick it up, he, I, I shared a picture with him via text, and when he came to pick it up, he was like, wow, this is that, this is gorgeous, man, this is beautiful. Thank you so much. It looks better than it did when I bought it. And, you know, it really touched my heart when he said that. And he said, man, that's amazing you can do that. How'd you do that? How'd you go about it? And I replied that, you know, I used a wire brush and look at that leaf falling. That was pretty cool. Um, I use a sander, so I use my angle grinder with a sanding pad on it, 
and it's a matter of degree. So I got this power tool spinning at however many RPMs, probably eight, ten thousand RPMs max, twelve thousand. <clears throat> so it's spinning, and the amount of pressure that I place downward is going to remove a amount of wood, particular amount of wood. So how hard am I going to press? Well, when I first started carving, I would have really pressed hard. Maybe too hard. Maybe too light, but not just right. And after working with uh, angle grinders and the, uh, the working edge of, of this tool against the wood and various grits of sandpaper spinning, I learned some things about, you know, how much pressure to apply. Another analogy is I had a patient come in the other day and said that, hey, I bought my uh, husband bought one of those massagers you have. <clears throat> and, you know, he kills me when he uses it. He like, you know, he's like hard as a rock. The guy's like a muscle. One big muscle really is. And so he really goes in to get deep and work on those muscles. He has to hit really hard, press down really hard. And so when he does that to tries to apply that to her, this is why nobody's husband or boyfriend or whatever, you know, nobody wants them to massage you because they're going to do it too hard. Or they just don't know how to do it because they don't have that touch. They're not a professional when it comes to this. They're not practiced. You know, you can learn how to do any of these things. It's a tactile you're learning, um, you know, how much pressure to apply. So, it's curious, you know, similar kind of tool. It's all about the pressure you, you apply and in order for the tool to have an effectiveness. So, <clears throat> guys like, back to the wood carving, my buddy's like, well, you know, uh, you know, how'd you do that? I said, well, I use a sander and I kind of use it like this and you know, how did you do that without ruining it and taking too much wood off? Well, I'm practiced, but that's beside the point. But I, I really love working with an angle grinder because it really is perfect to cut wood off and carve with incrementally. And there's something about the circular nature of a sander like that. That it, it really allows you to, you know, you can splice in curves, you put it on edge... And you can get in there and carve up a really good curvature. Or take however much or little wood you need to off. Right? <clears throat> so, anyway, we start talking about, you know, how I refurbed it, and he's very thankful, and he paid me, and he said, yeah, you know, I really appreciate it. you really do great work, you really have a gift with this stuff, and so I, I really, I thank you a lot, and I said, you know, really what it's about, it's about, you know, when I'm carving this eagle, it's beautiful, and, you know, the original carving was beautiful, I'm going to make it, I'm going to spruce it up, I, I, I'm eager to please my client, 
I want you to be happy with it, but <clears throat> that really it's about you. You know, I know somebody, if I know someone and I care about them, I want to make something real, I really want to please them. I really want them to be pleased with this. This little, you know, lifeless hunk of wood, you know, carved up and shaped in such a way that makes somebody feel a certain way, which is good. I want them to feel good. I want them to feel happy. Isn't that what any of us want? You want to be happy yourself, then the next best thing is making other people happy. So I'm thinking about this guy. He gives me this thing, and somebody destroyed it. Somebody freaking shot it up with a 22 and fucked it all up. Well, I want I want to shine this up. I want to refurb it. I want it to, yeah, to be better than the original. And ultimately, I want to make this guy smile. And he was so happy, so happy to, you know, pay the 50 bucks or whatever that I charged him for it. And it made me happy to have taken some time out of my life to, to produce this for him. <clears throat> it's a relationship. You know, in anything. It doesn't need to be wood carving. As an artist, there's a particularly um, powerful meaning to it. But You know, in general, if you're doing some sort of work for somebody, say you're putting on a deck or an addition or a kitchen, and I have a couple who are getting their new kitchen put in. That's the heart and soul of the home. So they want that to be perfect. And it's coming into full view now. Their dreams are becoming a reality. And that craftsman really wants them to be pleased with the end result. Yes, because he's getting paid to do it. Probably pretty well. But also just because he cares about them. He wants them to be happy and tell other people and get more work and you know, be known for doing a good job. Everybody wants to do a good job. So that was just a uh, an observation that I had yesterday around this wood carving, and you can extrapolate that to um, to adjusting a patient or selling a widget, or whatever you're doing, your your interaction with people. You want to do a good job. You want to make other people happy. You want to make other people feel good. That's what life is about, and life is art. So, I had a little tender moment with that guy. Almost shed a tear when, just the notion of that, just the notion of, of trying to give, making something for somebody that they will appreciate. It's not much better than that. <clears throat> Finally, I will say that uh, 
I will confirm that I did reach out with that email I spoke of earlier and I disclosed to my boss at uh, the university that I'm going to be stepping away from teaching. So it's a time of transition for me. It's uh, an opportunity to change and to shift my priorities and my energy in favor of things that are more in alignment with um, the happiness of my family and, and my happiness and fulfillment. And So I'm looking forward to redirecting that energy and that um, that commitment from teaching to uh, to carving wood and mm-hmm. to spending more time with my patients on my practice with my family with my dog with myself you know, I spoke to my wife just via text earlier and said, she said, you know, we need to start prioritizing ourselves. We need to start taking care of ourselves and one another. You know, we're always running so fucking frantically. Trying to get here, there, and everywhere, and you, you're about things that you just you just get on this conveyor belt of life and you just go through it and it just happens to you. It's like, eh. I mean, I <clears throat> I will say, and I have said that <coughs> excuse me that I have been the architect of much of my life. I have they say that things just, you know we don't have free will. Well, I've been working hard towards a lot of things for my entire life. And You know, whether it was studying to become a doctor of chiropractic or getting my master's to teach or, you know, putting in the time to learn how to public speak or publicly speak or um, perform or carve wood or whatever. I feel like I've had a significant hand in any of the things that have come my way, the good and the bad. So I will say that I've I've made a habit, made it a practice, a hygiene of of forcing my will on the on the world and on the situations. <clears throat> I'm proud of that, you know. So I'm not complaining. I'm not, I'm not saying things just happen to me because many times I I started the bullshit. I pursued teaching. I've had a ball doing it for the past six, maybe seven years. I realized a dream. And now it's gotten too much. So now I need to throttle back and focus on the things that matter. And, you know, if I want to someday and there's an opportunity, maybe I'll go back to it. You know, honestly, I do wonder what... uh, I, I have been fishing around for full-time opportunities. You can turn, fuckface. <clears throat> so I have been 
pursuing, you know, the notion of a full-time opportunity. For a while, I was really looking like, okay, maybe I can do all this online and be able to work from home, and, and you know, which I have done. And it's fine. I mean, it's it's money in the bank, not much, but it's it's you can make a little bit extra of a living with that. It's somewhat interesting, but it gets a little tedious as well. But you know, so if they had offered me a full time position, oh, get out of the road, squirrel, you fucking dumbass! Um, if they had offered me a full time position, I might have taken it. You know, but it didn't seem to be materializing, and I kind of feel like I could just be a part timer there for you know the rest of my days, and it's not enough for me. It's a doing it part time is it just it's not going to be a it can't be a priority in my life. So I need to throttle back and work on the things that <coughs> that are my full time living my the things that really matter. And so, although I was sincere in my email to my boss saying that this is a, you know, a great opportunity to work there, and I love everybody, and everybody's so kind and helpful, supportive, you know, I'd be lying if I didn't acknowledge that uh, I'm a little bit miffed, I'm a little bit disappointed that they didn't, you know, snatch me up and make me a full-time professor because now they're going to lose me and they're going to get... I've seen some of the other, the quality of, or lack thereof, of some other teachers. I've been taught by them. I know students um, who complain about other professors. Maybe they complain about me too, I don't know. But I've got an award that says I'm basically the fan favorite, so... <clears throat> someone should have made the call and said, hey, better hire this guy or he's going to fucking be out of here. It's a matter of time. So now I am. And now I'm pretty pleased with it. I feel like a little bit of a weight has been lifted. And now I have an opportunity to pursue other things, to change. And maybe, you know, I'm sure there'll be things I'll miss and that I regret. I will regret <clears throat> stepping away But, um, you know, the knowledge is with me forever. And we'll see what happens with it. And talking about being the architect of, of my life, I'm making this decision. I made this move. I am stepping away. And that means that that, that energy's got to flow somewhere else. I bet you I'm a better doctor now. I bet you I'm a better father and husband now. I bet you I take better care of myself now. I'll be hitting the gym more often. I'll be fucking jacked, lean and mean, healthy, happy. Healthy balance, right? All right, I'm going to throw these windows open. You do too. Stay motivated. Have a great weekend.